welcome back to We Bought a Mic for our coverage of Tribeca 2021. I am Ernest. I am Hunter. And today we have a special interview with the director, writer and director from a movie called India Sweets and Spices that just premiered at Tribeca. Uh, this is a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Lee and I watched it together. We had a great time. It's a story of an Indian American family from the the, the perspective of of this young girl. Um, we get her parents and this sort of community of other Indian Americans in this uh, sort of wealthy neighborhood, suburban neighborhood, and the the gossip and the drama that goes on. Um, and it's got like this very whimsical, f- funny. Uh, tone while still diving into some more uh, kind of serious and dramatic beats as the movie goes on. It sort of like reveals itself and 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 uh, unpeels the the layers to not just be this you know fun romp, uh, but also not be you know this dour and sad and super serious thing. So enjoy the movie a lot. It's always great to see um, you know stories about immigrants and representation uh of of you know different cultures in film so i always appreciate that and the director uh gita malik is so so nice so kind uh gave a lot of perspective on you know what she was trying to say with the film and and what she was trying to accomplish in terms of like you know telling this nice sweet story that's also has these cultural roots and kind of based on her own experience and her own life Hunter, do you do you have any interest in in this movie? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was uh, sad I didn't have time. I've been busy with other interviews. Otherwise, I really was looking forward to checking out this film. It sounds like it would be right in my bag, um, and I definitely plan on checking it out. Yeah, I, I recommend it. It's uh, it's just a fun, nice little movie. Got some great performances. I think um, some of the main cast could end up getting some some bigger roles down the line, depending on how well this movie does. Um, but yeah, I had a great talk with uh, Miss Malik. So here it is. Hope you enjoy India Sweets and Spices. to We Bought a Mike's coverage of Tribeca 2021. I'm delighted to be joined by Gita Malik. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, I'd like to jump right in and just congratulate you on the film. Found it really wonderful. I love seeing stories like this with such a, a diverse cultural perspective. It's uh, such a nice thing to see. Um, can, and, and you wrote this film, so I want to start there uh, and ask you what inspired you to write this story? Yeah, um, I started writing it a very long time ago. (laughs) Um, I, uh, you know, I grew up in Aurora, Colorado, and I was often dragged to these Indian dinner parties with my parents. And um, I had always wanted to set a movie with this backdrop of these parties because they were just so ripe with drama and comedy and everyone being sort of absurd, but also so entrenched in the culture. Um, And so when I first started writing, you know, my mom calls these parties they see therapy so they see as someone from the motherland and it's like therapy so you get there and you get to eat your own food and hear your own language and feel like you're a part of something um in this bigger you know in this bigger culture 
Um, but there was also a lot of sort of one-upping of each other and gossiping and whose kids are doing great and whose kids aren't doing great. And it felt very much like a small town. Um, so, you know, I really wanted to write sort of a satire of the whole thing and just sort of, you know, make gentle fun of it affectionately because I'm part of the community as well. Um, but it's, you know, it just felt so absurd to me. And then as I got older and then I had my own child and I had a second child, I really started to identify more with the adults in the community and realize that there was a lot of insecurity they were hiding and a lot of pain in a lot of cases that, you know, were requiring them to, to talk a big show, but they were really, you know, their own feelings and emotions were really hidden behind this bravado. Um, and so when I was writing, I, that the story really evolved from being just about Alia, the teenager, and her perspective on these crazy parties. And it really evolved into this mother-daughter story where we learned a lot more about the parents and a lot more about the community um, over the course of these parties. So That's, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm a South American immigrant myself, so I recognize a lot of the same broad strokes in a lot of those uh, interactions, you know, the, the parental conflicts and all of that. It's uh, felt very... Uh, familiar to my own experience. So I, I found that pretty, pretty entertaining because the movie does, you know, a lot of times, you know, we get used to these immigrant experience stories being, you know, kind of very dour and, and self-serious. And I, I enjoyed how kind of whimsical this movie got while still getting very serious. And, and uh, if you wanted to talk a little bit about kind of how the movie sort of balanced that, like peeling back the layers of not just being this, uh, full-on comedy and, and digging a little bit more into some of these more uh, serious themes. How did you balance that? Yeah, I mean, I hope I did. <laughs> totally, it's, it's, it's tricky because there is a lot of comedy in it, um, but I did want to say something that I was feeling in it. You know, I did want to say something, not, you know, not a message film in that way, but that there is depth to these characters. And those are the kinds of films that I really love. The films that I enjoy the most are films that are funny and they're absurd and they're tongue in cheek. And yet, there's something very grounded about these people. The characters are grounded. The situations may be heightened, but the people feel real. Um, and so what I wanted to do, you know, and it was my experience also is just seeing the surface of what was going on with these, with this community. And even when I was writing, I was peeling back the layers and I was talking to my, my mom and trying to remember how did this happen? What was going on here? And some of these things you don't find out until many years later, you know, you, there's some, you know, I won't use any, you know, real life examples is exaggerated, purely made up. Um, but if there's some auntie who's bragging about their child, then you find out later that child has had a really hard time that they're there, you know, there's a lot of compassion, I think, too, that goes into telling these stories. And I think that's something that I wanted to make sure I included in the film, that it wasn't just some mockery of, of these parties and of my own community. It was very, um, very important to me to show real human beings and the real suffering that was behind some of these People. Yeah, I, th I think just the idea of like, you know, us understanding that our parents have histories, that they have a personal story, you know, that they are people separate from being our parents. I think that's a very universal theme. And I, yeah. I really appreciated the way this movie captured it. Um, was there any particular aspect, like specific part of the story that you were kind of nervous or anxious about getting right? Uh, and that you felt like really came together well in the final product? Mm -hmm. Oh man, <laughs> I'm, I'm anxious about all of it. Uh, I was certainly worried about certainly the tone, you know, as you said, um, I think it, it was a tricky balance uh, to not give the, the deeper stuff short shrift, but that to also not, you know, this, this isn't, um, it wasn't a, a pure drama. So I didn't want to focus on that either. So 
Um, yeah, there are certain scenes, you know, I, I hope I pulled them off. Um, certainly the, the last bit of dialogue that Sheila has at the, at, there's a big party. I'm not, I'm trying not to give away spoilers, but that moment where it all sort of comes together for her, I really hoped that people in the audience would feel uplifted by that moment and, 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 you know, want to cheer for her at that moment. And actually at our, at our screening here at Tribeca, um, there was applause there and I was like, okay, good. They, you know, they were with us for that, for that moment, for that journey. So that was a relief. Triumphant. Can we talk a little bit more about Sophia? Uh, how did you find her? Like, I, I feel like she is sort of, could be this kind of breakout uh, star from this film. I really thought she did a great job. What, uh, what was the casting process like? So Sophia is someone I had met back before um, I got any sort of attention for the script or knew what was happening with it at all. Um, I have a casting director friend who said, why don't we do a table read? Let's do a table read. Let's hear how it sounds. Um, and I'd done an informal one with a bunch of my actor friends earlier. And then she said, let me cast this for you. And one of the people she ended up casting was Sophia. And Sophia was cast in the best friend part. But all through the table read, I kept looking at her. And I was like, she's got a, such a great voice. She really understood the character and the community and uh, the humor. Um, and she was able to, you know, I just, I, she stuck with me. So after that table read, um, you know, I stayed in touch with her. I became friends with her. And I was like, if we ever get this movie made, I want you to come and try out, you know, try to be Alia. And so when we actually finally got funding and we got the production companies together, we looked at hundreds and hundreds of tapes um, for South Asian American women every, you know, from across the world. And Sophia, you know, was one of them. She was part of the pile, even though I knew I wanted her to be cast. And she auditioned and she just kept rising to the top. And uh, so I, I feel really lucky that we were able to work together. What about the larger cast? I think uh, I just, you know, first of all, it's just great to see like an all uh, Indian and Indian American casts or, or South Asian. And I was just curious, like how you ended up at finding some of these other people. Cause there's some standouts throughout. Are they all Indian American or South Asian or are they, do they have like a Bollywood career or anything like that? Yeah. Well, the parents for sure, Manisha Koirala and Adil Hussain are, are stars in India for sure. Manisha is someone I, you know, she's in so many of my favorite films. I was, it was amazing to be able to work with her. Um, and Adil as well is a really well-respected actor out in India, and he does a lot of global work as well. So they are from India. Um, Rish Shah and Vid Sapru are from England. So they were part of that pile of tapes that we just kept looking through. And uh, I think Vid, I think both of them are either have graduated now or were just graduating from college at the time. So they were brand new coming out of their um, drama, drama schools. Um, and then for everyone else, you know, we, Deepti Gupta is a friend of mine, actually. So same thing. I've known her for years and she's wonderful. And, uh, you know, she actually came to another table. We did many table reads <laughs> for this movie. There was another table read we did with the production company already on board and they just wanted to, you know, to hear it and to, um, listen to the dialogue. And Deepthi was cast as Bhairavi at the table read. And, you know, after the table read, everyone was like, she's really good. And I was like, yes, she's amazing. You know? And so when it came time to, to formally cast that part, everyone was like, let's go with Deepthi. And I was like, yes, I was very happy <laughs> that we got to work together as well. Um, and then we shot in Atlanta and Atlanta has a really deep bench of Indian American talent. So, um, wow. yeah, those, those people, they, they work locally, they work, you know, around the States. Um, but yeah, we had a casting team on the ground who was uh, going out and trying to find people like that. So yeah, worked out well. And for the production itself, uh, what influenced you for the look of the movie? Did you pull from any specific sources, uh, any other films or anything that inspired you and influenced you? Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, um, you know, I grew up watching Bollywood films and Hindi films. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely wanted to incorporate little, you know, moments of that into the film. Um, and then, 
just the idea that there was this class difference also in the film, right? There was the, you know, Alia's family and her, that community, and then, you know, Bervi and, and Varun's family in that community. Um, so a lot of thought really went into the production design and into the costuming and into how to, how to portray that, that class difference. Um, you know, and at the same time, we looked at Crazy Rich Asians, of course, uh, everyone, you know, was going to say this movie probably in the same breath as that one, which is a compliment. Um, but there was certainly that element of like, we want to show this lifestyle. I think a lot of, um, a lot of diasporic films, especially when they're being made not by a South Asian American, either show the poverty of India, the slums, you know, or it's this big Bollywood blowout, you know, and it's very, very heightened. So I think, you know, I looked at all these influences, but I did want to make it sort of in between those two things, this kind of clash of worlds. We're not one or the other. We are immigrants who are living in the States and there, you know, a lot of Indians are doctors. So there's some realism there as well. And this is genuinely how some people live. It's not, of course, I can't speak for the entire community, but, you know, I think that was really important to get that authenticity. Correct. Yeah, it, it almost seems like a like a natural progression of of representation, doesn't it? To to not give sort of the the broadest, most simplistic uh, level of of representation on screen, but to give something that's a, a few steps, you know, ahead of that. You know, these people are are almost more American than than Indian in, in some cases, and I feel like that might you know present a challenge to you as well because. You know, when I think about that and, and how I was born in Colombia, but I consider myself an American more than a Colombian. So how do you kind of balance that in in the film and, and in the performances and just how you, you know, go from writing to, to editing the final thing to to put together something that does feel like a typical American story, but has still those roots in the culture? Yeah, no, that's I think that's that was something very important to me because I didn't want this to be like a culture clash movie. I didn't want it to be, oh, are we Indian? Are we American? I think we saw a lot of that when, you know, um, minority films first started coming out. And I think it was important at the time to talk about that. But as you said, it's it's this progression. Now we're here. I, this is, you know, I didn't grow up. This is a very exaggerated version of my life, but I did grow up feeling both Indian American and feeling okay with that. I didn't feel, of course there were the, you know, microaggressions, there's all kinds of things that you, that you look back and you're like, Oh, okay, that was happening. Um, but my parents are really proud Indians. And so, you know, we always ate our food and we brought our food to school and yes, we got made fun of sometimes, but it wasn't, it never felt like, um, I didn't want this movie to be about othering us. I didn't want it to be through this lens of, you know, how do we explain our culture to people who are not part of the culture? I didn't want that to happen. I think from the beginning, from writing all the way through production, all the way through to editing, you know, there's Hindi phrases thrown out in the film. That's how my family talks. You know, mm -hmm. my, my parents actually, they're immigrants, but they had their upbringing in London as well. They got there when they were preteens. So they're very comfortable in English. They're very comfortable in Hindi and comfortable in Punjabi. And it's just, it's just how we are. And so I think that was really important for me to portray it that way, that it's not some exotic, you know, what is this yeah. crazy going on here? This is just, this is literally what we do. We go to the Indian store, we grab our groceries, we come home, we listen to Beastie Boys, we listen to Bollywood, we listen to whatever, you know, it's instead of making it such a, um, such a lens, uh, you know, in that way of outside looking in, I really wanted to make it from us. Exactly. Normalizing it and not yeah. othering it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, were you able to involve your family in the production at all? Or did you just kind of be like, all right, you'll see it when you see it. <laughs> yeah, no, they weren't super involved, but I will say they came out to visit when I was shooting in Atlanta. 
um, which was really, really special. My little daughters got to call action and cut, which was really cute. Um, but my mom and my sister and actually my brother and their families, they came out as well. And my, mo- I, my mom didn't want to be, you know, in the scenes because she's a little shy. But my sister dressed up in a sari and she's in the background of some of these scenes, which is really fun. So, yeah, there's a That's lot of support. Yeah. Uh, well, what's next? Are you able to to talk about any projects or maybe just in general kind of what you want to talk about after this movie? I think uh, it's it's I always think it's a big deal to to see a, a first time filmmaker have a, a film in a in a, uh, a festival like Tribeca. I just think it's a, something so cool to see. Uh, do you feel like you're going to explore more stories like this or do you want to do something completely different moving forward? I, you know, part of the reason I became a filmmaker was because I wanted to see more of people like me on screen. Everything I write thus far has been with women in the center and with South Asian Americans in the center, minority centered. That's what I, that's why I'm here. I think people, there's a lot of people telling other kinds of stories. These are the stories I want to tell. So moving forward, I have um, two spec scripts that I've written that are very much still not within this exact world, but that are about um, Indian Americans. Um, both are dark comedies, so I'm excited for those. And that's that's sort of, I, I think I tend towards a dark comedy a little bit more, so that's what I'm hoping to get into in the future. Um, and then I have a, a film that I'm writing, a feature I'm writing for a studio. Um, and then I have some TV shows that are in development and one seems to be uh, forging ahead, so we'll see how that goes. TV, it's yeah. it's the way to go. Do you have a take on on like the state of that? Do you kind of just, is it all kind of the same bucket for you on your end from behind the scenes? Or do you feel like you want to kind of preserve the theatrical cinematic experience in any way? Like, how do you view that? Oh, I, I love film. I mean, it's, I think it's always going to be my first love, but I watch a ton of TV. <laughs> so, you know, everyone talks about like the golden age of TV. I think there are so many um, ways to tell a very cool story on TV with great scope, you know, since the Sopranos onwards. I mean, Succession, there's so many great film, um, great TV shows that feel like mini films. You just get a little bit more space to tell those stories. So those are the kind of TV, that's the kind of TV I think I'd be really interested in doing. Yeah, I, I did get a little tinge of succession in there. I, I felt those yeah. little tiny little, obviously the little succession, moments. the succession families, you know, we're talking billionaire level of wealth. It's something uh-huh. completely different, but that still that same sort of, you know, the, the drama and the gossip of it all, I think mm. you captured yeah. really well. So fun. Yeah. Uh, well, thank really you so fun. much for your time. I, Again, congratulations on the film. I wish you the best. Uh, Gita Malik of India Sweets and Spices, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And that was my conversation with Gita Malik, the writer and director of India Sweets and Spices. Thank you so much to her for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. So nice and so kind. Uh, stay tuned to to see where the film ends up um, once you know gets picked up by by a studio. I'm sure it'll be easily accessible through streaming later this year. Um, and be sure to check out all our other Tribeca coverage. Visit webottomike.net. That's our website. Has a bunch of other Tribeca episodes. Uh, please follow us at We Bought a Mic on social media. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you enjoyed it. Um, also, feel free to donate if you're able to. Thanks to all those donors for donating as we uh, give you all of these great Tribeca episodes. We love you guys very much. Um, and yeah, stay safe. 
and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.